Welcome to the final episode of Beloved. Today, I'm going to wrap up all the information I've talked about into a finale. I'm going to go back and touch on everything I've talked about to remind you of what I've mentioned so far and even add more to that. Let's start with the big question regarding why Beloved was written in the first place. What did Tony mean when she said the acquisition of knowledge is a gesture of mind towards goodness? How does that affect her intentions with the book? Well, in this case, the knowledge part and the acquisition of knowledge that Morrison talks about is, in fact, what we can learn from the book. What I mean is that the true meaning of freedom and love of family is clearly expressed in the book. It expresses the true meaning of freedom by showing us how much we take advantage of having it. It guilt trips us for being free, but in a way to get us to understand how privileged we are. More importantly to me is how it gave readers a direct perspective on slavery. Yes, we learn about slavery in a history class, but what do you really know about it? What kind of sacrifices did slaves have to make? And can you imagine how hard their lives were? And the book does a good job of answering those questions. However, at this point, it's way more obvious that books are challenged by parents more than students. A parent knowing that their child is reading books with such explicit content definitely has an effect on them. This can be hard to wrap your head around unless you are a parent yourself because a parent's love for their child is unconditional. So could you imagine your child reading about things that you don't want them to or feeling like you are losing that kind of control? So if you think about it, emotions play a big role in challenging books. Every parent has morals to live by and it makes sense to tell their kids about them. Once parents have the power to monitor what their child is reading, they believe it is easier to fuel the same views and to monitor that, banning books seems to be the only way for it to be truly enforced. Okay, this makes sense, but what adults? What about adults who aren't parents and want books banned? There are multiple examples of this with one I've mentioned in the past being where a board member decided to ban books based on excerpts from the internet in order to bring more Christianity-based books. Obviously, board members must deal with banning books all the time because it's part of their job. They have to satisfy the people, whether it's wanting a book banned or passing a new rule. This is an issue, though, because the book was banned based on excerpts. This means there was barely any context and they missed out on the more positive sides of the book, like the theme and importance of word choice, since they only saw what they wanted to want to see to get it banned. It's a lot more complicated than you expect because everyone has different viewpoints. A big thing here that needs to be specifically addressed is the main reason for its controversy. Obviously, if a book is in a public school or library, we have every right to check it out. If parents don't feel comfortable with their kid reading a certain book, wouldn't it make sense for them to simply tell them not to read it instead of banning it for every single person? We can make another comparison here to Homecoming as an example. What if a parent didn't feel comfortable with their kid going to the homecoming dance because, let's say, that the music contains bad words? Does one parent's concern cancel the whole dance? Of course not. All students have the right to attend the dance because they're students and it's meant for them. One parent shouldn't change the whole thing because that's just flat out unfair. Now, I'm going to sum up everything up. I'm going to sum everything up to the best of my ability. We're all human and have our own brains, and we're able to think what we want. So this basically means we have intellectual freedom, and that's a fact. Beloved is just an example of how a banned book has the potential to influence readers with its purpose. But still, it's important for us to be responsible about what we read because it's wrong for us to challenge a book that we ourselves chose to read, knowing what to expect. 
that's like buying a pair of pants online and then hating them because they didn't fit the right way when they arrived. Who could you blame for the misfitting? The company? No, because they only provided what you bought. You could only blame yourself because you didn't go to the store to try them on first. There are ways to avoid books with sensitive content, but is it fair for someone to take away a right you were born with?